my lovely. It's so good to be back. We are getting closer and closer to the end of the year. And I find myself reflecting because this year, I don't know if anyone else feels this, but this year feels incredibly long. I'm really, really grateful for that, actually. In the past, I've always felt like time was just slipping through my fingers. I couldn't quite get it right. Like, it was never enough time. And I'm so grateful that I feel like I actually make time for the things now that I really want and need to make time for. And I achieve and exceed the things that I set myself targets for and manage to hit my goals and hit my targets. And it feels really, really amazing to be in this space. Especially coming to the end of the year when, yeah, it's pretty normal to reflect on what has happened in this year and just look back. And often in the past, I'd, f I'd feel so overwhelmed and almost like guilty and ashamed for have wasted so much of my time again. Where this year, it's quite the opposite. I have accomplished so much and I want to share some of those things with you because I am so freaking proud about it. First of all, my year started with a bang. I shaved my head on the first day of the year. I've had it planned for quite a while at that stage and originally I wanted to get a fundraiser going and raise some money but then I realized I was hiding behind that and I was trying to find a reason to not back out so I said no I'm just doing it I'm just doing it for myself not for anyone else I don't need anything to hide behind this year will be my most courageous year I've ever had so I cut all my hair off it was liberating It was such an interesting space to find myself in, especially given that my identity was always around my hair. I was always hiding behind my hair. My femininity was attached to my hair. So taking that out of the equation and what it does, especially in terms of male attention that I used to get, was very eye-opening. I was freaking invisible to people. When I say people, I mean men. 90% of the men would not look at me because I had a shaved head. And that was challenging at first. I'd almost say it was depressing, but that's when I realized how much I was used and hooked to get male attention by the way I look and I knew this would come up for me because I had short hair a couple times before in my life and I'd always felt like I've lost my femininity when I did have short hair so I was aware this would come up and I wanted to sit in that I wanted to be the most feminine I have ever been with no hair I can 
quite honestly say I managed to pull that off. I had so many people tell me that once I shaved my head, I had become so much more feminine. And I think it was just a simple shift in my own head of allowing myself to be feminine in my essence, to be soft, to open my heart, to be vulnerable and to allow that to come to the surface. So that's how my year started. I've also faced so many challenges this year. Man, I nearly got deported. I nearly had to leave Australia. It was a really tough time. I was very, very close to having to leave the country and go back to Germany in the middle of their lockdown. I am incredibly grateful that I got to stay, that I found another way, that I got an opportunity to still be here because I thought I had reached the end of the road. I thought my time was done here even though I knew this was home, even though I never felt as home as I did here anywhere else, I just surrendered which was really really tricky but I surrendered and I was like okay this is it I have to go I might be needed elsewhere and I think that moment of surrender made that new opportunity pop up and made it possible to be birthed because I didn't try to force anything I didn't try to hold on to something I simply let go and I knew whatever was going to happen I would be all right and I remember I was still doing coaching with Dean at that stage and if it wasn't for him and his support and the support of some other very close friends of mine I probably would have just packed my bags and not told anyone and would have just fucked off because I was in a very very dark space but just like you know just like butterflies I had to let myself turn into a literal goo surrender to the great plan whatever that might be and if you believe in that or not I had to allow myself to fall apart to fall into place for things to fall into place and that was actually such a threat throughout this whole year and I only come to realize now because when you're in it you just don't see it's always just looking back that you're like oh wow yeah and then this happened and then there was so much resistance there and I should have just surrendered from the beginning it's so funny that surrendering is something that comes so difficult to us anyway I'm still here I couldn't be more stoked about and that was that was the first quarter of the year for me and after that I picked myself up again I almost felt like I got given a new chance a new beginning a, a real chance to make this my proper home now where before I still treated myself like a impermanent and temporary visitor I still didn't own a lot of things except for clothes 
and art supplies. I didn't own a lot of furniture. I didn't own like I didn't own a car. I didn't collect too many things that would make a space livable and homely. So I started doing that and that felt really, really nice. I know that's like materialistic, but I love creating a really beautiful and homely and warm and inviting space. That is really, really important to me. I moved into this beautiful house where I finally had an art studio and I had all this room to express myself and to just create I could just lock myself in there, shut out the world and just let everything pour out of me. That was so beautiful and that's when I realized I really wanted to just be a painter for a while. And yes, I have been an artist for a majority of my adulthood and majority of my life for a living, but I didn't want to have the pressure of needing to go to work and needing to make money I simply wanted to create because I could feel the urge and I could feel it almost pushing out of me like it came through everywhere I my head didn't stop creating all these ideas I was inspired on so many levels and I could not find the time to get it all out of my head it took me again a long time to surrender to the idea that I do deserve to take time off work especially with lockdowns and having such a backlog of demand in work for my tattoos it was really really difficult to give myself the permission to take two months of work without any lockdowns because of course during the lockdown I had time to do these things but I actually just wanted to make that call for myself without someone else telling me I'm not allowed to work I really needed to do that call for myself and then I finally did in the middle of the year I decided I worked majority of the year where I could, where there was no lockdowns. And then I said, in June and July, I will not work. I had also planned to go on a road trip with one of my best friends, which unfortunately didn't happen, but I made plans. I wanted to simply paint, be a starving painter. I would call it to my friends. Obviously I wasn't starving because I had savings and I had made sure that I have money that I don't have to worry about these things but I just wanted to get up paint whenever I wanted to dance in between have some delicious food paint some more fall asleep do the same again and I did unfortunately it was interrupted by lockdowns it kind of worked in my favor because I was forced again to not be distracted by hanging out with other people. At that stage, I was still forming and setting most of my boundaries and I was still yet to discover discipline. But I painted day in and day out for, I think it was even longer than two months in the end. 
and I created, I think I'm now up to 20 paintings. And that felt so good to just create without having the pressure to produce something that is going to make money is one of the best things I have ever done for my soul. And I really hope that I get to exhibit those paintings and that many people get to see them. And it would be lovely to sell those paintings, but that's not why I created them. I created them because I had a trillion ideas and they wouldn't stop. So I just needed to extract them out of my head and I just needed to do this for myself. So that was the middle of the year. I think there was also a lot of trapped emotions from all those obstacles that I was facing earlier in the year that just needed to come out. I just needed to embrace that form of expression for myself. It also helped me realize why I was constantly overwhelmed with tattooing. The need to perform and the pressure to perform with something that is so permanent as tattooing was crushing. It's still a lot, don't get me wrong. But that's when I realized that my perfectionism was not the badge of honor that I was always wearing. It was crushing my soul. It was something that was holding me back and it was something I was hiding behind. Through painting, I was able to embrace imperfections. And I said this to a friend once and he just laughed. He's like, have you seen your paintings? They are the most perfect creations I've ever seen. And if you've seen my paintings, they're very 70s vibes. They are very symmetrical. They are far from perfect though. And I don't care. For me to say that as the biggest recovering workaholic and perfectionist is such a big step. I can tell you when I did those paintings, it would do my head in when they weren't perfect. But I forced myself to do it again and again and again and again. There were so many layers I had to do, especially with one painting. I was so close to just throw it out, burn it. I didn't want to do any painting anymore. But I kept going and I kept doing it until I got to a point where I was okay with the painting. I wasn't 100% happy with it, but it was good enough. And good enough was more than I needed. And through that, I realized that with painting, I actually had a platform to be able to embrace imperfections that I couldn't with my tattoo work and I didn't allow myself with because even my work is very much on the cusp of being perfect because it has to because it's symmetrical and it's permanent on someone's skin but there's still flaws I'm not a machine my client is a living being so they're in pain, they move, so of course there's always little imperfections. Painting was the only way how I come to realize 
that that is actually okay and I stopped beating myself up about it. It was handmade. I think that is something that I did not grasp before in terms of tattooing. It's handmade. I made this. I turned this from something that didn't exist before and created it and it's now forever on someone's skin and even the bits that aren't 100% perfect are what makes it so special and that's something I was really taught through painting and I'm so grateful I'm so thankful it was a great time it was probably one of the best times of my life because I just got to be my best introverted self locked myself in my studio was painting day and night listening to podcasts speaking to friends on the phone if I wanted to went for walks it was the best time I had a good old time so that was the middle of the year I hadn't even planned that this is going to turn into a reflection episode but here we are I think the biggest shift for me was created the last three months of the year. I attended a Tony Robbins seminar and I had created the soft yard, I think a week or two before, because I finally had enough of hiding behind my excuses and not showing up for the things that make me the most uncomfortable and I got given this Tony Robbins seminar by my coach Dean and thank you so much Dean you have been a lifesaver on more than one occasion I'm so blessed so grateful we got to cross paths and this Tony Robbins seminar gave me that last little kick that I needed to stop with all my procrastination I am the world's best procrastinator I'm still guilty of this but these days I am actually so focused and so driven that there is not a lot of room for that I won't give myself the permission to procrastinate I give myself permission to rest but as soon as I procrastinate I know there's more to it and I am simply trying to avoid doing something that might make me uncomfortable or where I find resistance and I simply shifted that by whenever I find resistance and I think I told you this a million times by now I lean into this and I find so much growth when I do this this is one of my favorite things to do now it's still not easy Every time I'm like, oh, God damn, here we go again. Resistance. All right, let's lean into it and let's make it quick. Rip it off like a Band-Aid. It won't get easier if you wait. And the last three months, I really found the most growth. I really looked at everything once again. From my limiting beliefs to my boundaries to where I was lacking self-love why I had such an issue embracing my own body I found a mental discipline as well as a physical discipline I'm now continuously working out five to six times a week 
and that is one of the things that I really found one of the only things that makes it able for me to stay on top of my mental health I can do all the journaling all the meditation and all the self-care and self-help work I can read as much as I want about it if I don't have the ability to physically release my emotions and what gets stuck inside of me I will always go on the roller coaster of feeling incredibly high to incredibly low where now through showing up every goddamn day if it was for me I would work out every day but I know that's not sustainable. So I know I will allow myself rest days and cheat days. But I really need that physical activity now to feel good. And to feel great in my own body. And to feel great in my own mind. And it's not a, oh, I feel gross if I don't work out. It's not about that. It's not that I feel overweight or guilty when I don't work out. It's simply that these chemicals that are being released in my body are what I was missing and why I kept having really high highs at times and really low lows. And the low lows would get worse and worse. Finding discipline was one of the most profound and eye-opening things that I have achieved this year. I would have never thought I would get to this. I am the world's most lazy person when it comes to working out, but I love working out now. It started with running, then I did yoga, then I did both, and now I do boxing and kickboxing. And I was just told I am going to join a Muay Thai gym by a friend of mine. So stay tuned for that. I think, and please don't hold me to this. Oh, actually, maybe you should hold me to this. I want to train for a fight. Not because I like getting kicked in the head or punched in the face, but because I really want to know what it's like to have that discipline to train for a fight and to train to compete. I think that's a really, really interesting realm to be in. And I really want to experience what that's like because there is a resistance there where a part of my ego tells me, you can't do this. I want to be in it to know where I do hit my walls and where I do hit my resistance where I feel like I can't go any further. I really want to experience that. I didn't just find discipline for working out. I found discipline for constantly showing up for myself in terms of getting the things that I really want to achieve. May that be with the podcast. May that be writing a book. May that be having an exhibition, may that be writing poetry. I have to continuously show up and put in the work to see results. And it finally clicked that I have to, day in and day out, create 
without any excuses, without anyone telling me, oh, but you need a break. It's like, I, if I need a break, I will take a break. But I have big dreams and I have big goals and I won't get them by being social and going to parties or sleeping in or twiddling my thumbs on social media. So I had to step up my morning routine and I think I spoke about this. I have the world's longest morning routine now. And even after work, like I don't sit there and watch TV. Yes, sometimes I fall in the habit of scrolling social media for a bit. But I actually always have something to do. But I know it's something that will bring me results. And that's a mindset I adapted while I was running. I was listening to these incredibly funny, they weren't really funny, but I think it's really funny that I was listening to them, motivational speeches on Spotify, (laughs) where I think it's like things that a lot of guys listen to when they go to the gym. And it was this guy that would yell at me, you didn't come this far just to come this far. You came this far so you could keep going further. And things like that. And I love it. I still listen to this now because it is like having your own little personal trainer that tells your ego to shut the fuck up, stop being a whiny little bitch, suck it up and go put the work in for the results that you want to see. It's amazing. It made me create so much change and shift my perspective into the angle that I needed to see. I am the only person that continuously is able to kick my own butt. And it's hard and it never gets easier, but it becomes normal if you keep showing up for long enough. There was this other really impactful person that I found and it was just like it always is, quite the amazing synchronicity. His name's Father Bronx. You should all check him out on Instagram. He's got a podcast. It's called Make Art Not Content and I think every artist or every person that wants to be an artist should go and listen to him because he is the bomb and when I say that he gives you truth bombs left right and center if you don't have time to listen to his podcast sign up to his newsletter because there's so much truth and so many golden nuggets in this it's not even funny so I signed up to his um, program called the Mystery School, which is also mind-boggling. I cannot believe that I'm already talking for 35 minutes and I am only, I'm still in the last quarter. Like in the last quarter, there's so much that has happened. I finally got my car, I finally got my license, I moved down to the coast like I've always wanted to. I'm just about to sign up for this social media course that I think is going to change my life once again so tremendously. I'm about to start studying next year, I signed up for my counselling course, next year is going to be lit fam. I cannot wait for all of you to be 
part of it. Thank you for listening to me ramble and thank you for supporting my journey, being there for the ride, listening to my episodes, showing support. I am incredibly grateful that the soft yard was born and I have big plans and I can't wait for all of you to be here for it. Wow, this year was so intense and I knew that this year was going to be a big one because I turned 33 this year and I was told in the first quarter of the year that this is a big cornerstone for me a big shift's gonna happen my world it's gonna be turned upside down I had no idea how true that was how true that was going to be and I was not able to see all these things that were in store for me and knowing now what I wish no I didn't even wish I knew back then but knowing what I know now I am so freaking excited for next year because I'm motherfucking ready for whatever there is to come come at me I cannot wait I love you all I hope you have the most glorious most wonderful festive season I hope you take some time to reflect on what has happened this year I hope you're being kind to yourself and I hope next year is going to be freaking marvelous for you guys so much love to each and every one of you 